0: a real sense of sorrow and a little bit of anger and some real frustration, as well as an actual sense of shame for our country. And this is a very hard thing for me to admit to anyone. Our nation is sharply divided. Our government is morally defunct. And let's just say the fact, the majority of people in America are really spiritually dead. We are no longer a home of the brave because if we were, face it, we wouldn't be in this situation that we are in right now. And we are no longer a land of the free because we obey a government that intends us great harm. And if you would say you don't obey them, then ask yourself how have we allowed them to do what they are doing to us? Because we certainly have lost our sweet land of liberty status because we have engaged ourselves in one way or another in the devil's work. As a whole, we have rejected God, and that's the bottom line right there. And as a result, the enemy has saturated our government infiltrated our land, and is now planning the final stage of the coup that is going to lead us into captivity, just as sure as the Babylonians did it to the Jews. And we must acknowledge that God was behind it all. The worst part of all of this is that we actually struggle to acknowledge our own sin that shackles us. It's always hard to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I am guilty. I have fallen short. I haven't done what I should have done. But when I say we, I don't mean all of us, because I know there's a lot of good people out there, good Christians, good American patriots. And I know that it is not all of us who are guilty of compromising with a wayward government. But I do mean most of us. Now, this is, for me, a very difficult conversation to have because it is introspective. It is self-condemning. But it's also really therapeutic. I mean, if we allow ourselves to just say the words, okay, Maybe I screwed up. I haven't done everything that I should be doing. I haven't always spoken up. I haven't always taken a stand for the right things. I have chosen to ignore many things, and I'm guilty of that. Uh, Confession has been said to be good for the soul, and it most certainly is. Because if we just allow ourselves to say the words, there is something very therapeutic in that. We are actually guilty of much. As a nation that was once blessed of God, we now have forsaken him, and we've gone our own way. I mean, we truly are doing whatever it is that we want to do, what we might even think is right, but in our own eyes, and we forget about what is right in God's eyes. And apart from that standard of God, we are going to go astray And look at what it's got us. This is precisely why America is now on the brink of collapse. So when I allow myself to have that difficult conversation, I ask, is death to America an unfulfilled prophecy, or is it just merely something that we choose ourselves because of our own ignorance? It's a hard question to answer. Nobody wants to talk about our own failures. It's hard to do. I mean, we like to put other people down. We like to say other people failed. Other people are ugly. Other people don't have it all together because they don't think like me. But I really want to have this conversation today with you. And I want to ask you, my listeners, to open your eyes and open your ears and let's honestly evaluate what I have to say so that we can answer the question, is death to America an unfulfilled prophecy or might it be something else? Maybe we are destined for something better. Well, this is Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. You are listening to the America Out Loud talk uh, radio network, and I am so proud to be a part of it. I thank you for being here because I know that when you listen to America out loud, I know at least I have an audience that cares about their country. And so please take what I say today with sincerity, maybe with a grain of salt, because it may not apply to you at all. But we have to confront what is being said about us right now. You've just recently heard it in in a real serious way. Hamas and all of the radical Muslims of the world. I mean, they're at the old song again, singing death to America. They're dancing in the streets because they went into Israel and killed a bunch of Israelis. At the same time, in the same breath that they are shouting death to Israel, they are also shouting death to America. And I know I don't like that. I never have liked that. When I traveled abroad across the globe in the military, um, I always felt a sense that there was a hatred for Americans. Not always, not not right in your face, but I always felt it. And now the world has seen this recent tragic slaughter that took place in Israel. I mean, We heard of babies being decapitated. We heard of children being murdered ruthlessly in their own homes. People being shot in their beds as they slept, as they were preparing to have a meal. And now look, Hezbollah threatens Israel with missiles from the north. And who in the region of all those countries surrounding Israel, who has taken a stand with Israel? nobody at all and if we look beyond this region all we can conclude is that chaos rules the day everywhere on the entire blooming planet i mean i wonder what it's like at the south pole right now i it's almost like that's enticing to me to go there just to get away from it all i mean doesn't it just wear you out sometimes i just want some peace and quiet you know but chaos rules everywhere and that is exactly how the globalists have planned it for you and i they have it in for us they need global chaos to call for a global government to quote set things right and that's what they are after this great reset they are pushing hard for it right right now in every way but you know despite all the chaos We have to really encourage ourselves to not be confused as to what's really happening. Because the only real chaos is rising and having its heyday right now because our own government, our own government now fully sponsors the chaos. And if we can be totally honest and have that uncomfortable conversation, we have allowed it To happen. If we are, we the people, if we are a government who decides how we will be ruled and by which rulers will lead us in the path that we choose, well, we have really dropped the ball, haven't we? We've allowed it. And we simply cannot exist as a nation without law and order. And that's exactly what we have right now. We have lawlessness, complete disorder. Everything is upside down, inside out, topsy-turvy. I mean, it's not, it's hard to envision it getting worse. But I assure you, this is just the beginning. Without law and order, you cannot have a civilized nation. But some people still don't seem to get it. They still don't believe it. They will be likely among the first to perish because they are not prepared. The world is ever closer today than it was just last week to another global conflict, a World War III. We now have two proxy wars being funded and fought by bad actors. Iran is a bad actor. Russia and China are bad actors. And yes, the United States of America, as far as our government goes, is now a bad actor. But our leadership does nothing to represent the people, only the will of the globalist uniparty. And that frustrates me and that makes me angry and it makes me very sad. What's in store for us? The US, our own country is closer today than it was yesterday to being brutally attacked. Now you remember 9-11, right? 9-11 was just horrible. The Twin Towers went down, people died. It was absolute devastation. But 9 is going to be candy canes and popcorn compared to what's coming next. And we had better open our eyes and see it. We will not be prepared for the slaughter that is coming to our homeland. And why does this happen? Because they, that is all our little misfit politicians, have sold their souls. They believe they are above the law and above harm. And they are all being paid off getting kickbacks for their compliance with the ugly so-called Biden regime that actually is almost positively the Obama regime. But I say all of this just briefly to state the facts. In summary, America is in an absolute total mess. (laughs) And so we need to have that difficult conversation. Do we consider ourselves to be any better than Hamas, for example? I mean, these guys are brutal. They are the ones that want to kill us. If they could take out their machete and sever our heads from the rest of our body, they would gladly do it in a heartbeat without any hesitation whatsoever. And if they could torture us beforehand, And scare us and put us into a state of terror, they would rejoice all the more. We saw it. We heard of it. They butchered infants, cut off their heads. How many did they cut off? 50? 100? These people are barbarians. They are lower than the lowest animals. That's what people are saying. That's what we are saying. But wait a minute. Let's stop and think about this, because if we can look in the mirror and be totally, completely honest, we have to admit that we do the exact same thing every single day. We have done it to millions and millions of our own babies residing in a place that should be the safest place in the entire world for a baby. It's mother's womb. When a child in the womb is aborted, their limbs are just torn from their bodies. They are ripped apart. They are beheaded. They hemorrhage like crazy, and they expire. How do we allow this to happen? How can we scream at the horrific cruelty of Hamas, beheading infants, raping children, and then killing them? And then we say, how could they? But what happens during an abortion? The exact same thing. And why do we not raise the same protest that we are now? Well, because we can't hear the babies crying out in agony, screaming as their limbs are torn from their torso, as their innards are sliced and diced, and as they hemorrhage profusely and die. And we dare to call Hamas barbarians. Do you see how confused we are as a people? You see, we think we are so righteous. We think we are so pious. We are so Christian. And yet we call them barbarians? Wow. Well, recently you may have read about this mediocre actress, Carrie Washington, who bragged about her abortion in a new memoir that she wrote, which was very boring. Uh, I read excerpts from it. She was actually named one of the Time Magazine's Women of the Year in 2022. Now, Kerry Washington is certainly no better than Hamas, and she is absolutely just as proud of her murdering of her child As Hamas was of murdering those little children that belonged to the Israelites, to the Israeli people. What does it tell us? It tells us that the mental and moral condition of our nation is not quite what we think it is or ought to be. The mental and moral condition of a nation actually has been said to be gauged by the way. A nation treats its prisoners. Now, if you look through all the wars that have t- transpired through the years, we can see that certain countries treated their prisoners much better than others. And so, let's look at America right now. Let's look at our own prisoners. Let's look at the January sixth hostages, who were who were imprisoned for protesting because of their political views, because they wanted to preserve a free America and look what happened to them. They were tortured. They were thrown in prison without any chance of release on bail. And look at how severely they were abused, medically neglected, malnourished, physically beaten. And did we rescue them? Did we raise up a storm? and say, how can this be in America? No, we did not. No, we did not. Did we rescue them? No, we did not. They were tortured. Our own good people were tortured, and we looked the other way. That is a disturbing fact to me, and that's why I I feel this shame for our country. And that's why I kind of feel sad today, because when I really think about the things that we are saying and the things that we are doing and the things that we are allowing, I think we need to look in the mirror and we need to have that very uncomfortable conversation and maybe have a a true and better response to Barack Obama who always made the statement, that's not who we are. Well, who are we exactly? If you look at the moral decline of the country, it follows very closely with the moral decline of the church. Biblical illiteracy is rampant. It is at an all-time low. And so is in-person church attendance Ever since the COVID shutdowns, remember when they said you couldn't go to church and fellowship with fellow Christians, stay home, isolate yourself. And we have never returned to the gathering of one another as we are commanded to do. It's in Hebrews 6, Hebrews chapter 6. Just read it. God says, do not forsake the assembling together of one another because we need to encourage one another. We need to study and learn the word of God in the Bible. Who today can even recite the Ten Commandments? Can you recite three of the Ten Commandments? And who, among all of the people who claim to be Christian, who can accurately, and I mean accurately, according to the scripture, share God's plan of salvation? answer me this. How do you become Christian? Because as Christians, that is the most important message we should be sharing with the world. And yet we're way too silent. We're afraid to talk of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And look at the price we pay. That really scares me. There's nowhere else to go. When is the last time you even spoke about the Lord or the Bible to anyone in a public conversation? Are you ashamed of Jesus Christ? This is a question we should ask ourselves. Are we ashamed of our Lord Jesus Christ? Because we claim to be a Christian nation. It means we are followers of Christ. That's what we claim anyways. But by our actions and by our silence in the time of evil, when the most horrendous and perverted and corrupt things are going on in our world, we, the church, we, the Christians, are the most silent of all. Are we ashamed of Jesus Christ? Jesus made it very, very clear. He says, whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, the son of man will be ashamed When he comes in his own glory, that's in the gospel of Luke chapter nine, verse 26. If we could be honest and have this honest conversation, we have become very, very poor stewards of our gift of freedom. We don't even realize any longer that our freedom comes from God. And perhaps the younger generation in America never realized that this gift of freedom to speak freely, to live freely, to work freely, to make your own life, that is a gift from God and from God alone. Look at all of the non-Christian nations in the world and see how these people live. They live in fear. They live as oppressed people who hope that they may may receive their next meal, who hope that they will not be dragged out of their homes and thrown into prison for saying the wrong thing or believing the wrong thing. They know nothing of the wealth that we have had in America, the wealth that has so fully deceived us, making us think that we have no need, that we are too comfortable, And now we don't want to give it up. We don't want to sacrifice. We have been very poor stewards of this gift of freedom that was given to us. And maybe that needs to change. Now, we need to remember this, that God still is among us. He sees all things. He hears all things. He knows all things. This is what the Bible says. And God knows the hearts of men. He will not be mocked. The Bible says that several times. The wicked will ultimately all perish. Those who lop off babies' heads, unrepentant as they go to the grave, will perish forever in eternal torment. That's what the Bible says the wicked will all ultimately perish. And that is a consolation to me, but it's also a distress because who wants anyone to perish? Wouldn't it be better that they repent and become good people? But we as Americans need also to remember, lest we think that we are God's special chosen people for some reason— we need to remember the words that God has not mocked because we have spurned God as a nation. We really have. We closed the churches and at the same time we opened the gates of hell. Lawlessness abounds everywhere in our country. Sexual perversion is everywhere. You cannot get away from it. Temptation for children, for adults, for everyone is everywhere. Lies and deception abound. I cannot hear a Democrat and anticipate believing anything they say. Oh, it can happen, but it's a rarity. Look at our so called president, Biden. He does not know how to speak the truth. He has lied so often, he doesn't even know that he's lying, I'm convinced. And that's not just because of his. Advancing dementia, it is because he is so riddled with sin. He has deceived himself. And we who listen to that kind of nonsense can get sucked up into it very easily. And that scares me. Everyone seems to be taking advantage of his neighbor. The rich oppress the poor. The poor envy the rich and would steal from them to no limit if they could get away with that. The rulers have brought violence upon their own people. Look at how we have suffered from the toxic shots that has killed so many and has maimed many, many more. They are poisoning us with things that they call medications that are untested, but also known to be harmful. Criminals across our land are going free every single day. And we are talking about brutal, savage criminals. They are getting away with murder literally. And the innocent law-abiding citizens are now being punished and imprisoned. But I assure you, this is only the beginning of woes. It is really going to get ugly, and I think it's not too far off. You can feel it, can't you? You can't go out of the house or look around and and see everything that's happening in the world and feel safe. And by our participation in this evil, even if it is participation of, of silence, of not saying anything, And by our callous indifference we contribute to it we have loved our comfort too much and what has happened to america right now we have absolutely allowed it to happen what are we going to do about this how do we change it what is our role Well, it's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? Eventually, everyone who wishes to save his life and protect himself in a selfish way is going to suffer. Eventually, all who wished to make money and to protect their own selfish, comfortable hide are going to live to regret their actions and realize that the love of money truly is a root of all kinds of evil. I mean, just look at all of the psychopath billionaires whose God is their money. Look at them right now. Elon Musk recently had a conversation with Bill Gates. Here we have two billionaires who have just made gobs and gobs of money. And Musk calls Bill Gates, quote, categorically insane, as well as some other unflattering words but then listen to Elon Musk very carefully. He boasts that his company of electric automobiles, Tesla, is, quote, the company doing the most to solve climate change. Okay, stop right there. Climate change? Are you kidding me? Do your research, Elon. If you claim to be so intelligent, so ingenious, and he isn't making money, how can you talk about climate change? Well, maybe money really is his God, and therefore he has to believe in climate change. And that makes Elon Musk also a member of the same delusional and insane genre as Bill Gates. They are one and the same no different. And of course, Klaus Schwab, he's no better. His mental condition is disclosed very nicely in a conversation with Satan's deputy, recorded by in a blog by John Rappaport. Um, and it, it's just hilarious to read. But of course, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe he did have a conversation with Satan. Obviously, he's being influenced by someone in a very ugly way. And then look at George Soros, another billionaire who actually admits living with a false belief that he is a God, if not the God, right? He admits having potent messianic fantasies. Now, he knows he's not God, but he loves playing God. And he is convinced himself that he can take the place of God. And do what he wants with you and me. I don't like that. What's going to be his lot? Well, it'll be the same as Satan, because Satan had the same problem. The pride of thinking that you can outdo, outthink God and even be God. But then there's another billionaire, Donald Trump. And um, is he different? Well, isn't it obvious The man has amazing common sense, resolve. He expresses homage to God. He actually worships God. He's not a perfect man by any means. He cusses. He's got coarse language. He insults people. He speaks when he shouldn't. But he has a love for God. And he has a love for his country that I don't think anybody can question. And that's exactly why they're after him. And that's exactly why God is using him, perhaps in mysterious ways, but he has used Donald Trump. And that is exactly why Trump is so odious to the left. So the question is, what is coming next for America? How have our values shaped our future and what lies ahead? I'll take a short pause and return to this topic of the difficult conversation. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Ladies It's a fight for the soul of humanity. I am back. This is Dr. Steve Latulip on Unity Without Compromise on the America Aloud Talk Radio Network. Thanks for joining me today. I am having a discussion with myself, a very difficult conversation Trying to ask the question, is death to America, as the Hamas, as Hezbollah, as the Muslim world wishes upon us, is death to America an unfulfilled prophecy? Is it going to happen no matter what we say or do? Is it written that we will fall and have our own heads lopped off, be gunned down in our beds, in our homes? Or might we have another option? Might there be another plan? Or is it not a prophecy, but might it be a choice that we have made to allow ourselves to be destroyed? That's the question I want to answer today. Please remember that you can listen to my radio program on the weekends at 5 p.m. Eastern both Saturday and Sunday, and also please go to americaoutloud.news. You can access some fantastic articles, some great podcasts, and get some sound information. We cover all kinds of topics from spiritual to political to military to health. Our goal simply is to be good true and faithful Americans. We respect the Constitution. We uphold the law of the land. We seek liberty and justice for all in the same way that our founding fathers wanted it to be. And I assure you, if we follow the rules that they gave us, which were based on the, the scriptures, the Bible itself, as our standard, we can prosper. We can go on and become America the Great once again. But we can also collapse very easily. And many people believe that a collapse is right around the corner. Our demise is at hand, some say. Listen to the other side. Listen to our own government. Are are they telling us what's coming? Have you heard about Hillary's formal deprogramming that she wants of the MAGA members? Those people that love America with all their heart and soul. Hillary thinks we should be put in concentration camps and brainwashed so that we no longer love the Constitution. So that we get over our desire to live free as a people who are self-governed. Those days are gone, says Hillary. And Hillary's words do coincide with the FBI's recent open admission to targeting Trump supporters. They said they are coming after Trump supporters. I suppose they'll start from the top and work their way down. This is a plan for another Nazi extermination, isn't it? I mean, that's how it all started in the first place. Remember, the Germans were silent. They saw it happening. They closed their doors and hoped that they wouldn't be dragged out of their homes. Because of their fear, they tattletaled on their neighbors, turned others in, spied on each other. Nobody trusted anybody because they believed the lie of Hitler and the Nazi regime. And so we need to ask ourselves, in having this difficult conversation, what are we going to do? Are we going to comply with this rogue government that now leads us? I mean, the government already has taken us down once. We already did comply in the pandemic in a very, very pathetic way. And the few of us who chose not to comply and to stand up and speak the truth and shout it out, we paid a stiff price. Many lost their jobs, lost their medical licenses, lost their ability to provide for their families. Some have been imprisoned for taking a stand for their country, refusing to accept the lie that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Some of us are willing to shout out the truth, and that's exactly what we need right now. We must not comply. If the government took us down once, I assure you, they will do it again if given half a chance, and they believe they will be successful. Everything points to it. They're going to try it again. Everything suggests it. But what got me just a little bit excited is that when I listened to Hillary's interview with CNN, she had a little bit of a tremor in her voice. In her eyes, I could see fear. She was afraid because people are starting to stand up, to rise up and say no. No. And it's as simple as that. How Hillary is speaking in a free CNN conversation is beyond me. The woman should have been locked up in prison a long time ago. She is a traitor of traitors. She has put to death many people. This woman is purely evil. And she is now calling for our formal deprogramming because we want to make America a great nation. And if that's not enough for you, look at how they are trying to implement it. They are continuing to destroy our military. I hear from the military members on a daily basis. They are being persecuted. You might've recently heard the story of the 24 year old Navy veteran who was discharged due to myocarditis from the COVID shot, from the toxic shot And this veteran was denied a disability claim by the Veterans Administration. Now, this is just evil to the core. But a change is coming. We are seeing some victories. I thank God that there were six senators who did go to bat for this guy. And it's worth naming them. Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, Tom Cotton, Steve Dianes, Ted Cruz, and Mike Braun. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for taking a stand for a veteran who put his life on the line for his country. Thank you. Many veterans have lost their benefits for refusing the shots. And I would have refused the shot. There's no way I would have taken that shot. There's no way I ever would have encouraged it. These veterans who refused taking the shot and were terminated deserve full recompense. Donald Trump says that if elected, he will absolutely restore their due justice. The same thing would have happened to me if I had not retired from the U.S. Air Force in 2007. I was chief of medicine in the Oregon Air National Guard, and I assure you they would have hung me. They would have hung me out to dry because I would not have complied. Military deprogramming has been underway ever since Obama took office and it is still happening. With critical race theory, DEQ, the LGBTQT agenda, all of this destroys the normal camaraderie among soldiers. And we are seeing the effects of it. The U.S. military is in the poorest shape it has ever been in. I'm talking physically, mentally, and otherwise, just at a time when our military is most crucially needed. And this is all, this has all been done by design. This is all planned. And it is taking its toll. Suicide among military members was up 15% last year. I wonder why. Because of Bozo leadership. Like silly Millie, uh, Mark Millie, who, who now is retired. Thank you, God, for getting rid of this this pathetic general, how he ever made general is beyond me. The man is, is is a worm. He is evil. And look at the border invasion right now. It's not slowing down. It's escalating. And there are now sleeper cells in place already. There is no doubt in my mind. They are there and they are waiting for their cue to attack. Now, We were told of the insurrection to come, the new jihad, right? Al-Aqsa, the flood, because they want to take us down and think about all of the invasions of various national borders that has taken place in the last several years. Who are they? They are Muslims. They are evil people who wish us great harm. Plain and simple, they want to kill us. They want to eliminate us and wipe us off the face of the planet. And I ask again, are we going to comply? We heard from the ever so silent weasel recently, Obama, who just came out and actually expressed a sympathy for Israel. Do you believe that for one second? The man who gave, what, $1.7 billion to Iran uh, in his second term of office, and now in what I believe fully is his third term of office, gave them $6 billion? Uh Uh-huh. Sure. What is Obama doing? Well, he's just buying time. It's all about time because the clock is ticking, and the 2024 election is coming. We don't know if we'll actually see an election or not. The Democrats, the Uniparty, does not want it. The communists do not want elections. And they'll make sure if they have any capability whatsoever, that there is no election. The next leader will be selected so that the next leader can be manipulated again just as is the demented puppet Joe Biden. But things are happening and they're happening fast. I think Obama is singing right now. I think he is chanting with the rest of them, death to Israel, death to America, because that is what he has demonstrated with every single action the man has ever done in America in any capacity. I guess what I'm saying is there is coming a domestic war. Call it what you want, a civil war, a revolutionary war. I can tell you this, the stakes are higher every day and it's going to be a bloodbath. But will we surrender our guns? Will we be so stupid as to do that? Because then it'll be over fast. Will we make it easy for them? Or... Might we actually decide to be Americans and fight to stop them, fight for our freedom? Well, I'm ready. I'm willing. No, I don't think it'll be a civil war. I think it's going to be a people's war against the government, against a global government and against a domestic enemy, the government of our own nation. But I think a time of devastation is coming and it will be aided by all the illegal combatants who already have infiltrated our nation. I fully believe that the sleeper cells are there. They are in place. They are scattered throughout our land, and they do aim to eradicate us. And they don't care if you die, and they don't care if they die, because they kneel to the devil who has cursed them. They are under a curse, and the curse of Satan means death. It is the symbol of death, and it's just a matter of time. And so we had better make preparations for this next phase of the coup that is coming. We better expect it because it's coming soon, certainly before the 2024 election. Time is running out. We have wasted an awful lot of time, and we see more pauses in our ruling of government, more time wasting, because the more we can waste time, the more prepared the enemy can be. We have been told that House Republicans promised to have a probe of Biden unfreezing the $6 billion for Iran. The House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer vowed on Tuesday to investigate Biden's move to unfreeze Iranian assets as part of a prisoner swap deal. Wow. And this comes weeks before the attacks by Hamas. Wow. Is that just coincidence? We know absolutely that Iran is funding Hamas. And we know Biden's puppet is funding Iran, the Shiite Muslims primarily. Comer says that the House Oversight Committee, quote, will continue to examine the foreign policy under this administration and how it jeopardizes our national security. Blah, 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 right? give me a break we don't need another investigation we don't need any more probes into things that we know absolutely beyond a doubt are happening what we need to do is save our country but nobody's doing it everybody is talking but nobody is doing and do you think anything is ever going to get done no i don't think so nothing is ever done except that the evil that continues everywhere even as we are looking for a new speaker of the house supposedly immobilized right the evil continues at the border weapons are infiltrating with those criminals with those militants coming across our border who come from nations that are, are avowed enemies. What do you think is going to happen? It's just a matter of time, and we're going to find out. The evil continues everywhere, and it is fully unhindered and fully supported by our own government, using our own tax dollars to terrorize the world and to terrorize us. We're paying for it. Well, it won't be long. Christian persecution will continue to grow worse. And what they planned against Israel, they plan for us too. They're getting more serious all the time. And when that tough time comes, will we forsake our own God and our Savior? Because they won't forsake Allah. They'll go to the death For Allah. Has God forsaken us? Well, let's ask the better question. Have we forsaken God? And should God forsake us because of it? Where do we stand morally? Where is America's heart? Where's my heart? Where's your heart? This is a difficult conversation that we must have. We need to think about what values... God has revealed to us. What has he told us to do? And are we doing it? Are we faithful? Are we even trying? Or do we even care about God's opinion in any matters that pertain to our daily lives? Have we valued teaching our children God's word, protecting them, from the beasts in the school system where their childhood is actually stolen from them? You know, these are hard questions that we have to answer. We don't even like to think about it because it scares us. Let's face it. We know our children are being attacked. We want them protected. But how far will you go to protect your own child? What? How much do you care for your own children? How much do you care for your spouse, for your parents, your siblings? How much do you care for your fellow man, for your fellow American? That's the kind of the question we have to answer. Are we trying? Have we defended the weak? Have we defended the sick, the poor, the wrongly imprisoned? And I'm talking about all victims of a ruthless government. What would you do if the FBI thugs showed up at your neighbor's door to carry him away because he's a Catholic or because he's a MAGA patriot or because he decided to even run for a government position in order to better our country? See, that's what's coming. And it's coming very soon. What I am saying is that we need to acknowledge our sin and repent If we aren't willing to serve God, then we certainly aren't willing to pay the price for freedom. And we shall no longer have it, and neither shall we deserve it. But we will surely miss it once we are thrust into the concentration camps and questioned and brainwashed. And there's going to be nobody to save us. No Americanos coming for us. We are the Americanos. No righteous force to rescue us from our own oppressors. God has given us instructions very, very clearly. We are told in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 18, you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you. It's as simple as that. And if we fail to do that, then not only have we failed God, but we have failed ourselves. And we are going to pay the price. Please have the conversation in your home. What ought we to do in the days ahead? The hard times are coming. But I'll say this. If death to America comes, it's going to come by our own hands. Do something. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve Latula. Have a great week. you.